0: You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ Family of Churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. All right. All right. It is uh, all the stuff going on this past week. It's great to be together today. And uh, we are a church. We want to welcome everyone here. We are a, a church that is worldwide and nationally as well. And I appreciate all the stuff that we're doing. We do quite a bit of stuff. And I was just thinking through the announcement that sometime next year, somebody in L.A. will be walking around looking like James Lem. It's pretty scary. <laughs> but anyways, it's cool how we do these different things. Uh, this past week has been rough. Um, you look at, uh, that's my fault. I, I gave the slides in a little bit late today so, that, so the guys uh, couldn't format it just right. But... Here's a picture of uh, some of the people that passed away. Well, the people that died this past uh, week uh, in Thousand Oaks. And there was a kid from Pepperdine. She was 18 years old, and uh, she died. And she just goes there. A lot of kids go there uh, for dancing. It's, it was college night. Uh, there was a guy um, that went there, and he uh, was a regular attendee at our church up in the north. And uh, let's keep these people in our prayers. Amen. This past week, also, we had to put up with a lot of fires. Uh, it's still going on, so please continue to, to pray for that situation as well. And the winds are gusting up, uh, they say, in the next couple of days, so please uh, keep them in our prayers as well. So in the midst of that, I, I want to lift up our church here. Uh, there are a lot of people here that volunteer to open up their homes to some of the refugees from Pepperdine and uh, from Malibu as well, and I know the Shaw's have uh, you know uh, Eric who's here with us he's from China he's all the way from China and uh, the Charles opened up their home uh, for him and I you know Susan also there's a, a student from uh, Nigeria you know all the way from Nigeria that Susan opened up her home to as well and the McGrath's and the Meckamson's and so many in, in this room as well that are who are willing to do that so I want to just commend our church for doing our part and uh what's going on in our community as well amen awesome yes and uh like i said uh you know as mark mentioned in the midst of all that uh there's this uh uh, this is juan and uh kenny's been doing a great job in pepperdine uh kenny you know they have a a ton of kids who are studying the bible and kenny called me and says hey juan's getting he wants to get baptized this week and i couldn't resist i said which juan uh, so, anyways, Juan Barajas, and uh, that's uh, him and uh, Juan's mother who is here with us today. And uh, they're not they're not fleeing the fires; they're they're running to get baptized. And uh, Juan got baptized yesterday, and it was such a great victory for God. And just an entire in the midst of all the craziness this past week, uh, Juan was just full of joy, and he got baptized yesterday. And there's your uh, uh, Pepperdine ministry, uh, sprinkled with some SMC folks that crashed the picture, and uh, it was great to, to, to see that yesterday. You know, uh, we've been studying out of the book of Acts, and uh, I wanted to, you know, I was thinking about making a change because of all the stuff that's going on, but I, I wanted to continue because today we want to talk about something I think is very close to my heart. It's about the women in the Bible, and particularly uh, women in the book of Acts. So uh, just, it's just so cool just to talk about that, you know, because I grew up... What strong uh, women in my life. My mother, I grew up in a war, in the Vietnam War, and uh, we rationed, and I still remember seeing my mother not having food and sharing her portion with the rest. And we had a lot of kids, you know, I'm one of eight. So really excited about that, you know, just to share today. Oh, I forgot something. Uh, I want to lift up the Rosses. Let me get the Rosses to stand on up. The Rosses are thinking about moving into our ministry here on the west side. So they're still on the fence. Uh, I think uh, they're thinking about it. They're they're on the border of El Segundo. So let's be nice to them today. Uh, so that's why I want them to stand on us so we know where they are. Be nice to them today. Tomorrow we'll figure it out. But today, it was be nice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then uh, I also want to welcome uh, Mary and Sydney as well. They're from um, New Jersey. Are they still here somewhere? Mayor, hey, why don't you guys stand on up as well? So Mary and Sydney, uh, they're thinking about moving into the West Side as well. Sydney is a professional athlete. So she's a track star. So she's thinking about going to UCLA. Uh, don't go to USC. I know you're thinking about USC. It's terrible school. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. It's just... Woo! No, no, no. UCLA is where you want to go. So um, I love this title here, back to what we're talking about. I grew up with strong women. I had three sisters, I still do, they're still alive. Uh, They, uh, I'm number seven out of eight, and they really set the pace for me growing up. So I had no problems in terms of just respecting women. My wife is awesome. I mean, all the places that she's gone through and giving birth to Elizabeth Manila, giving birth to uh, Nicole in Bangkok, and uh, Gabby, she's from Torrance Memorial, you know? Uh, you know, so she's. Still, I was like, "Hey, we gotta have some representation here." You know, great women. You know, Tanya. You know, yesterday in the midst of the fires of Pepperdine and people freaking out, she was there with the kids. You know, all night throughout the night. You know, just really a, a presence, just being there. And then uh, you got the Monzons, You know, who she's a nurse and she was there as well. She's a professor. Out in, uh, his wife and um, Pepperdine, she was there taking care of the kids and stuff like that. You know, we have strong women in our congregation as well, whom I look up to as well. I appreciate Catherine Shum, you know, just coming up here. Catherine, you know, she was being humble, you know. And she said, yeah, came from a prestigious school. And I was thinking, you came from San Francisco State, like me? No, just kidding. Like, no, just kidding. She went to Harvard. You know, just, she's so humble. You yeah, Harvard. Yeah, if I go to Harvard, I would wear that big H thing all over me, I like, on my sleeves, you know, my socks, like little Harvard socks and some like of that. You know, she's humble. She's she's working and hope worldwide. You know, and she married Mark. No, just kidding. <laughs> from Ohio, you know, so. I'm just kidding, Mark. Hey, Mark. Our wife's married down. It's alright. It's not, you're not, Yeah, we married up. We're smart, you know. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, Ephoma, she's a colonel in the Air Force! You know, for goodness sake, you know, she's a a professor at UCLA! It's like, it's just so many incredible, Patricia Butts, I look around and just so many, great women in our midst, you know, Karen Shaw, whom I'm afraid of, you know, just uh, you know, just so many incredibly tough women in our midst, you know, and that Natalie Doe, who went overseas to start churches, and, uh, you know, I was asking Lena, she was just throwing out names of just great sisters, you know, Cindy Whitcomb, you know, she just emailed me, you know, Lisa Miller, you know, with two kids, helping to take care of the teens and the, the youth ministry. Lucille Cooper, Pam Donaldson, Robin Horton, whose husbands, you know, have, have health struggles and yet they chug along and really help people. Susan Johnson. I could just go on and on and on and on. Heather Meckhamson. She just gave me a whole list, which I don't have time because Dink went a little long. So I gotta, I, you know, I was gonna read this whole thing. Dink, man. So, so I wanted to keep going with my series today. The women of Acts, Breaking Bad, okay, Breaking Bad. These women broke the mold. These women in, in the book of Acts changed history. And although they did not have the title of, a, of the 12 apostles, they, they changed history by changing the churches that they were in. And uh, the title of our lesson is Breaking Bad. I thought that was kind of cool. Women of Acts, Breaking Bad. We live in a historic time. I think our world is a little bit behind. Uh, with this recent election, there are about 130 representatives in, in, our, in our Congress, which is awesome, right? Uh, women of color are becoming more, uh, you know, prevalent in terms of uh, the politics, governors, and all, and all these different uh, places in our, our world today. It's a pretty exciting time. However, having said that, we are a little bit behind. These are all the women heads of states that, you know, throughout history, not all, but there's quite a few of them, you know, from anywhere from Indira Gandhi to uh, My Ear to you know, Margaret Thatcher. and You know, all these have been women who are heads of states, and yet in the United States, we have yet to have a woman president. So in that sense, we are still behind. We're working on it, but we're still behind. But what I preach about the book of Acts is that, you know, There is, theologically, in the Christian theology, there is no men, you know, greater than women, or women greater than men. God created men and women equal. That's theology. That's from the get-go. The Bible says that God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. There is no difference, Paul even said. So, we don't walk around... There are roles that I think God, you know it's beyond the scope of what we're going to talk about today, but there are roles that God gives us. But in terms of equality, there is no difference at all. We are from God. The book of Proverbs says, Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all her hands have done and let her work bring her praise at the city Gates. So throughout the Bible, all the way from Genesis to the middle of the Bible in the book of Proverbs, women are to be lifted up and to be praised. When I became a Christian, that was the thing that drew me to the Christian faith, was that I saw from Scripture itself how God lifted up women, and how He Himself, Jesus, had women that were His associates in His ministry. And that blew my mind. When you look at the book of Romans, you know, when Paul wrote to the church in Rome, Rome, which he did not start, he listed off, I mean, just right off the bat, from Romans 16, all the women that were prominent in Paul's life, all the women that he threw out to commend. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in uh, Cancria, I ask that you receive her in the Lord in the way worthy of his people and give her any help that she might need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Paul gave her credits. Moreover, this was such a great honor because she was the one that actually, during that time, they did not have email, they didn't have my UPS yet, but they had people that carried important messages. To these different places and Phoebe was the one that historians will tell you that carried the letter of Rome, Romans to the Romans. And with that responsibility, uh, historians will also tell you that she was a representative also of Paul, meaning that if you write a letter somewhere and that if you read this letter and people have questions about the author's intent, Paul gave her the authority to give answers on his behalf. Isn't that cool? This is verse 1 and 2. Look at verse 3. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. It is rare for the woman's name to be ahead of the man. And even in the books of the Bible itself, when you see, in the, they would refer to even Paul and Barnabas. At the beginning of their relationship, it was always what? Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul. Later on, as Paul became more prominent... It would became what Paul and Barnabas. So historians again, uh, scholars again, will tell you that this is significant that Priscilla's name, Prisca, was ahead of Aquila, that Paul considered her a very valuable member of his missionary efforts. Isn't that cool? That that was that was yet yeah, one and two. This is two to five. And here we are, six to seven. The first three sections. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been with me in prison. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Paul's not talking about the apostles like the big 12. There's a designation there, but there are about 16 people that are little A apostles, still significant, and Junia was one of them. As well. Isn't that amazing that these people changed history and these people were so closely associated with Paul? I do want to say a word about the word fellow workers. Okay? It's important because on Sundays we work more of a theological in a sense. You know, we preach the word. But on Wednesday night, that's where we put acts into more of a practical perspective. I want to talk a little bit more about the word fellow workers. Okay? And the word synergy itself, it comes from there. It says the word synergy that we use is the noun. It's called the working together of two things to produce an effect greater than the sum of their individual effects. It comes from the Greek word synergos. In the noun, it means fellow worker, which is how we find Paul describing his friends at the end of Romans. He also used it in the verb tense and in Second Corinthians 1. I want to talk about just us meeting together as a people the importance of meeting together whether it's Wednesday nights or in our family groups in our Bible talks in our house churches which they did in the first century or together at church on Sunday morning these are corporate worship worships that we have and it really does talk about the synergies that we have together and the Bible says that you know it is important it's not an option that we meet together we need each other there's a synergy which we get that word from right there's a synergy that we get from meeting together and I want to say this because sometimes I think we don't realize how important we are we think that we go we don't go you know it doesn't matter it does matter it makes a big difference I get discouraged when I don't see us putting God first we make allowances right because I know life is busy Kids running around, but we make every effort to be together. There's another derivative of that word. And you know, you don't have to go there. We don't have time. Synagogue, the meeting place where people all get together. These are root words that come from the same meaning, the same related meetings. I want to just convey today, this morning, how important it is that we meet together that we make every effort to meet together. Amen? Amen. That that is essential, not just some weird way, but in a very real, profound, even emotional way that we meet together. Let's make every effort, amen? Whether it's Wednesday night or when we meet together at church. Point number one, I have three three short points. Point number one, women in the book of Acts breaking bad. Point number one, lose the guy. What? What? Lose the guy. I got three daughters, right? And from now on, I only, so I, I gauge, you know, like the boys that I meet, I, I only have one gauge. Is he marryable? That's all, that, that's my gauge when I see a boy, all right? So lose the guy, what does that mean? Sometimes we get a misconception about relationship between a man and a woman. And yet the Bible teaches us something really profound here in Acts chapter 5. We find the story of Ananias and Sapphira where they both were in cahoots about cheating God. Right? And they they were deceptive in the way that they did things. Everybody was getting in the mood of giving their homes and stuff like that. There was a really good uh, feeling going around. And these people, this couple wanted to get in the act and they wanted to really get the accolades of the church. They were drawing people to themselves. And they sold a piece of property, and the price that they gave didn't match with what was going on. Like there was a rumble in the community. Oh, I thought that they sold it for that much. Somehow, some way the numbers didn't match. And Ananias was struck down. And he died. Here comes Sapphira. She comes into the scene about three hours afterwards. Right? And we talked about this. Remember, it was one of the themes of what we're doing is the inside out. Who we are is so important. We're trying to reach out to people. We're trying to give them our faith. But what kind of faith? The quality of our faith makes a huge difference. The quality of our faith is dependent on the quality of our hearts. And what we do, what we say, and how we say it, that is important to God. So she comes in in the scene, and the Bible says... We don't have the time to to look through this. He says, um, about three hours later, his wife came in. Not knowing what had happened, Peter asked her, tell me, is this what the price, uh, is this price, the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door. They will carry you out also. Okay, she was given a little test. Peter gave her a test or a chance, whatever you want to say it. And here's the end of the day. Here's what happened. She was more loyal to her husband than to God. She was more loyal to protecting him even though she didn't know what had happened to him than for the Holy Spirit to work in her heart and says, no, what we did was wrong. And that was her chance. That was her chance to say, you know what? I love my husband, but I love God more. Remember that passage in Proverbs says, the woman who fears the Lord. I appreciate this so much because when I look at this, I see it as freedom for women, and there are so many societies around the world that do not have the freedom that we experience here, although we're making progress and continue to make progress, right? There are societies where when the women die, and when the husband dies, actually it was expected for the woman to die with him and to throw herself at the funeral pyre. Not so in the Bible. Isn't that cool? God says, although you're married, you're still independent from this man. Lose the guy for God. Put God first. Amen. Amen. I love that, Pastor. I got three daughters. I want to teach you know our daughters, you know, strong things. I want to teach them. I want to teach them. You know, uh, in the midst of you know, Elizabeth is is home with us, and Gabby's home with us, obviously, and you know all the stuff that we're going through. We're teaching Gabby. You know, so we wrote out a little prayer. I want her to be. Um, you know, in the midst of all this stuff going on, we are all a little prayer together. He says, Dear God, please help us in our current situation, all the stuff. Help us to remain calm and trust in you. Help us to be safe and sound. Help us to help others when and where we can. Please give us wisdom to help us to think clearly and remember the drills that we learned at school. Help us to know what to do And be part of the solution. Amen. Gabby. (laughs) You know, I love it. I love having a little one. I get the brainwasher. You know, that's basically what it is at this stage. You know, I want her to be a strong woman of God who trusts in God. Amen. Lose the guy, man. Lose the guy. Lose the guy. Point number two, keep the house. All right. Lose the guy. Keep the house. In Acts 12. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary. This is about Peter escaping from the prison. He went to the house of Mary. The mother of John, also called John, uh, called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked on the outer entrance and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter's at the door. You are out of your mind, they told her when she kept insisting that it was uh, so. They said, it must be his angel. Keep the house. You know why? Because women were not respected during those days. And it's still true today in many ways. Rhoda went and says, hey, look, I saw Peter. And they say, yeah, get out of here. In those days, women's testimony were counted as half of a man. Sorry, that's the way it was. And what the Bible's trying to do, what Luke is trying to do is trying to convey that as a historian. Luke was just telling it as it is. He's saying that Rhoda came and told him, even our brothers and sisters who are spiritual, just get out of here. You know, you're, you, we, we, we don't really believe you. But yet I appreciate what Mary did, right? She got a house that they relied on and they met in in her house. And we don't know about Mary. Maybe she was a widow. Maybe she was, you know, a worker or whatever, but she kept the house. And I do appreciate the examples, as I said earlier. We have strong women in our midst. And God teaches us to really be shrewd and really take care of our lives as well. In Acts 16, Paul was preaching and a woman Who was the first convert in Europe. Okay, this is in Greece. She was the first convert in Europe, and it was Lydia. One of those listening was a woman from the city, Thyatira, named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she says, come and save my house and she persuaded us you get the gist here that God appreciate women you get the gist here that God want women wants women to, to really take care of themselves as well as well as take care of others you know how unorthodox this is for a woman to invite this group of people come and stay at my house my house. And, you know, last week, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I talked to the teens. It's the same thing. I, you live in an incredible time. When my mother was, you know, uh, when she found out that I was going to have girls, Elizabeth and Nicole came out. We're going through a liminal period in our history, and she was a little bit disappointed, to be honest. Sorry, Elizabeth, I, I, I didn't want to tell you, but... There it is. Uh, you know, I mean, she wanted a boy. She wanted a boy, right? But she's changed her mind. History is changing. And you know, when Gabby came out, she was overjoyed. So you know, and she said something to me just off the cuff. She said, "You know, women today have so many more opportunities. It's awesome. Yeah. Come and stay at my house." She persuaded them. First convert in all of Europe. I got a confession to make. I like this movie. It's, it's it's not the most masculine movie. So that's why I, it's a confession, okay? It's called Shining Through, you know? It's a love story in World War II. I love World War II movies, but I've always had a problem with that word shine. I just feel like it's such a word that's relegated to women. I, I, never call me shining, because it, it just makes me feel weird. Never say, Ken shines. just makes me feel weird, okay? I like being a man. I just like being a man. There are things that men do that are just really convenient. I wake up, I bring Gabby to school, my hair's all disheveled, you know, looks like I'm in my pajamas and stuff like that. I care nothing about what people think about that, by the way. It's a gift. It's a gift that God has given me, and I like that, all right? (laughs) But, but, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's true. It's true. My last point, my first two points were like manly points. My last point is, shine on. Shine. Shine on, Todd. Shine. Shine, Todd. Let's shine. Let's shine together. Let's go on Shine. 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 Ah, shine. Yeah, I love it. Shine on. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth where he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered them, all, all the Jews, to leave Rome. This is about AD 49. When Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. You know, Priscilla was an incredible woman. They were kicked out of Rome. And in the midst of all the stuff that's going on, people losing their homes, she lost her home. They were kicked out for about four years because Claudius, contrary to popular belief, it was that the Christians weren't like persecuted all the time. It was sporadic. But when it happened, it was pretty traumatic as well. She was kicked out of her home for five years. But God used that time for her to be an incredible missionary. She didn't complain. She probably did, but she worked through it and she traveled with Paul. To be this incredible woman missionary. And the Bible says this, Paul stayed in court for some times. Then he left the brothers and sisters and he sailed for Syria accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off in C- Crete because of the law that had been taken, that the, the vow that he had been, that he took. They arrived at Ephesus where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He trusted them so much. In Corinth, which we know was a hot mess. It was Priscilla and Aquila that held down the fort. Isn't that cool? Shine on. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man, and through knowledge of the Scripture, thorough knowledge of the Scripture, he had been instructed in the way of the Lord. He spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately. Though the Jews only knew only the baptism of John, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more accurately. Apollos became one of the pillars of the early church movements. Remember in Corinth, Corinthians, some follow Paul, some follow Peter, some follow Apollos. Who was one of those guys? And guess who was the one that helped Apollos to be converted? Priscilla and Aquila. Alexandria was known for incredible. i seen seeing the McGraths. McGraths are housing people too from Pepperdine. You know. Alexandria was known to be a city of great learning and Apollos was a sharp dude. I know we don't like to use that word, but that's what he was. And it took Priscilla and Aquila to really help this person. Let me close out with this. Years later in the catacombs, when they're digging through all the archaeology and they found this picture of this woman preaching the word. You see all the women behind her that's, they say, is Priscilla. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Shine on. Amen. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.